0: Welcome to Deep Drinks Podcast, where the drinks are deep and the conversations are deeper. Hey everybody, welcome to Deep Drinks Podcast, uh, where the drinks are deep and the conversations are deeper. It's already said in the introduction, I don't know why I had to repeat it, but today we have a very special guest That is Stardust. Stardust is a political streamer with a reputation for controversy, gaining many haters on both sides of the political aisle. Stardust has engaged in debates and conversations with Nazis, white white separatists, uh, conspiracy theorists, transphobes, misogynists, and many others. Stardust has a strong stance against deplatforming, as you can tell. Stardust is also known much like myself for coming up with grotesque and morally uncomfortable hypothetical thought experiments, uh, which test the boundaries of acceptable conversation and sometimes strain friendships. Um, so we may hear some of those um, today. Uh, a friend of mine describes Stardust like this. She's like a progressive, but a progressive that's always on the edge of being canceled. So with that said, welcome Stardust.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, uh, can you hear me okay?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Is that is that accurate? Do you think how my friend described you with uh, she's like a progressive, but a progressive that's always on the edge of being cancelled.
1: I think that's pretty accurate. I I really don't mean to be there; it's always by accident. But yeah, it just uh, it just seems to um, <laughs> seems to always happen. <laughs> so yeah.
0: So Stardust Stardust is also streaming on your end. So hello to all of well, I'm probably getting notifications because I watch your stream. So hello to all Stardust oh. uh, subscribers. Uh, My name is Dave. Um, So uh, what are we drinking today, Stardust? So on deep drinks, the guest always chooses the drink.
1: Well, um, I chose uh, zero sugar ginger ale. Um, So I have it here with me. Um, I I don't really drink alcoholic drinks too much. Uh, I I do partake in weed occasionally. So, um, but yeah, uh, just figured, you know, this has been like my, I'm a little bit addicted to it right now and I think it's good it's yeah. good
0: yeah it's good it, to be honest like a lot of guests feel like they have to drink alcohol but you don't have to drink alcohol in fact sometimes I appreciate not having to drink like hard liquor at 8 30 in the morning so because <laughs> right now I'm in Australia and it's uh yeah. it's brutal because it wipes the whole day because like you know I, I tell myself I'm going to be productive and I'm not I end up just um I end yeah. up just not uh, lying on the couch eating chips or whatever um just yeah. uh, the day's wiped um so i appreciate it thank you
1: (laughs) yeah well Uh, i chose ginger ale also partly because if you're feeling sick ever ginger ale is great for soothing your stomach so
0: yeah yeah yeah, true it's like the ginger um my wife's uh currently pregnant and she's just like sucking on like ginger things all the time and and stuff yeah
1: you're in solidarity with her now it's awesome
0: (laughs) exactly that's it that's it um so I was going to like uh, first of all ask like where your political leanings are, but I really wanted to start this interview off with some 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 humour because you don't get you don't get this you don't get this in America. But have you you're, you're a political streamer, right? So like mm-hmm. it it is a crime to me. Have you ever heard of, that? You haven't heard of this person? Have you ever heard of Bob Katter?
1: I don't think so. How do you spell the last name?
0: Uh, K a t t e r. K. A. T. T. A. R. Oh. You probably don't. He's an Australian politician. Okay. So he, I just wanted to because like, and you know, your 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 audience needs to see this. This man has a seat in parliament in Australia, and I just want to show you two clips of what what we deal with over here on in Australia. He's become a bit of a meme in the Australian community, so um, I want to show okay. you two clips by him, uh, and then I want to get your <laughs> response. Uh, so, he's, he's he's quite far right, um, and he's uh, he's quite popular in the state that I live in, which is like the Texas, I guess, of um, of uh, of Australia. So, um, this is him. I'll, I'll show the first clip, which is him talking about um, gay marriage. I mean, you
2: know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean let there be a thousand blossoms bloom, as far as so, I'm you concerned. Know, but I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland.
1: I Okay, so I barely understood what he said, but that just got <laughs> quite the voice on him. Uh,
0: so he's like, let a thousand blossoms bloom when he's talking about that. But he just switches from like that to, I ain't spending any time on it. Like, we've got to listen to it again.
2: Hang on. I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms blooming, as far as I'm concerned. But I ain't spending any time on it because, (laughs) in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland.
1: What, what so, is with the crocodile okay? I'm not spending any time on it because somebody died from a crocodile.
0: So yeah, it's so weird. Um, there's other clips of him like um in, in parliament saying, like, oh, the LGBT, and he's like, oh, whatever you call yourself, and he's like, I'm not gonna spend time finding out what it is. It's so just <laughs> he's a big meme, but um, yeah. he's like, You always change the words. Um, so that's a that's a classic clip, but um, this is my this is my second favorite clip, but it's still a, a great clip. So yeah. He is uh, a Leban... His grandfather was a Lebanese immigrant to Australia. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And so someone's asking him, is his, is his party racist? And he's, he's saying, you know, um, we can't take them, you know, Muslim immigrants anymore. Um, he says the Allah Akbar people. He's um, is, is, is similar to Trump in, in that way. Not to... I hope I'm not offending you if you... You're no, no. Party, I'm you
2: know, good. Trump.
0: Cool. Cool, cool. Um, uh, but uh, what's also funny about this one is someone points out, isn't your grandfather Lebanese? And you can just hear it in the background and then he gets so triggered at that Um, and it's just funny to watch. So I thought you'd appreciate this.
2: Finding out. Get out of this country. You are not wanted here. Um, This country will belong to al Akbar. Um, And as I say, God would be ashamed if his name was being used by these extremists. And there's a lot of good people coming out from those countries. But uh, we can't afford to take the risks anymore. Even your grandfather's Lebanese. No, he's not. He's an Australian, and I resent strongly you describing him as Lebanese. That is a racist comment. Wow! And you should take it back, and you should be ashamed of yourself for saying it in public.
1: How is it racist?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Hey, so <laughs> it's like, you could ju- it could have <laughs> just been
1: a normal response, like, "No, my grandfather's not Lebanese," but he got offended yeah. by that. Wow. Yeah. your grandfather's
2: Lebanese? How do you feel about? No, he's not. This is Australian and I resent strongly you describing him as Lebanese that is a racist comment and you should take it back and you should be ashamed of yourself for saying it in public
0: so someone and then at the end someone asks him which is this part now so is your party racist that's not that's not really an answer to the question is your party racist and then he says this clarify is your
2: party racist i just told you we are Australians <laughs> and we are ab- yes it is yes it is an answer to your question and if, so I just, if it's not, then I feel sorry for you.
0: So I just wanted to like right. clarify, it. this man has a seat in parliament. Like, okay, so like, this is like, we have some fun stuff in Australia as well. And I'm only yeah. just getting into politics myself. So I thought who better to have on but yourself. Um,
1: you know, just, I really uh, like Australian politics. Um, one of the most, uh, look, I, I, one of the most, as a woman in the political sphere, It's very easy to um, to doubt yourself, to second guess everything that you say. You know, men tend to be more confident when they kind of uh, launch into things with politics. Uh, Women tend to like second guess themselves more. One thing I always look uh, at as inspiration as I look at that Julia Gillard speech where she's like, I will not be lectured about misogyny from a misogynist. And I, I, I used to put that on and listen to that um, whenever I was feeling not very confident in, uh, in speaking on politics and stuff like that. So yeah, um, I do have an appreciation for Australian politics. So. Oh, cool. That's yeah. cool.
0: It's it's good. To, uh, I can't believe you even knew, knew the name Julia Gillard. Um, the only thing I remember about her, um, her time was that she got up on stage once and pretended as if there was a zombie apocalypse because of the the um because of the walking dead so she's like the government has been overrun by zombies blah 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 and, and I was like what it was just a funny joke but I was like this yeah. is so weird that this is the world we live in.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um
0: so again um, yeah go.
1: Oh well, I was just gonna say her she um she had 15 minutes to prepare a speech after this uh big scandal came out. She had 15 minutes. She prepared a speech And it was like such a banger speech, just prepared in 15 minutes. And she was calling everybody out. She was saying, I will not be lectured. She was saying, you know, the leader of the opposition should be embarrassed. If he wants to talk about misogyny, then let me tell you about this, 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 this. And it was like all these ex- examples of the um of the opposition um uh, being misogynistic and he was trying to come at her for supporting a misogynist so it was really cool that she prepared that in 15 minutes went up there and absolutely slammed everybody it was super cool so no,
0: oh, that's yeah. that's cool um i i really like uh kevin rudd did something similar do you know who kevin rudd is i,
1: I don't know
0: Uh, he did something similar we won't talk about australian politics this whole time everyone i'm sorry but kevin rudd is like did something similar where this uh a christian came to him and um asked him in the audience like you know how how can you how can you call yourself christian and accept like gay marriage or whatever and then he like quoted the bible and quoted things in the bible about like well do you think we should own slaves and then you know because if you don't think we should own slaves then like essentially like fuck off but then like and then he's like and also i think that the message of jesus is to love people blah 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 and he just like dropped like this this dude was like in the audience and you just he had nothing to say like he was just like it was so good and i I wish i saw that back in the day when i was still religious myself um so just just like could you like classify what are you like what type of like what is your political background like how did you get interested in politics where are your political leanings now
1: yeah, um, so I've always been interested in politics since a young age. Um, my my uh, grandfather in India was actually a politician um, on my mom's side. Um, so I think it kind of runs in the blood for us to be like interested in politics. Um, uh, when I was younger, um, I, I guess I always talked about it and I always took an interest in it, but I never like pursued it seriously. Um, it was just something that was kind of like a hobby for me. And I, um, I, my mom always raised me with like, uh, you know, uh, she, she's a feminist. So she raised me with like, you know, feminist, uh, ideals, um, which is interesting, you know, with the background of like South Asian and Muslim and us and, uh, you know, the gender, uh, pressures, the, the the social pressures that come upon you as a female in, in those cultures, right? Even in American culture, there are social pressures, uh, that Mm. you kind of are born into as a female, but, um, you know, she tried to raise me with those ideals. Um, I mean, I think there are still things that kind of, um, because South Asian culture and, and, uh, Muslim culture has such strict gender, uh, roles, it's hard to kind of break out of those, but she, she raised me with that. And then um, she was always a bit on the progressive side. So I was progressive too. Um, she used to actually, it was funny when I was younger and I didn't really know much about politics. She used to put Bill O'Reilly on while we were eating dinner just to see how I would react to it. And it's not like we talked about politics very often, but I would sit there and I would listen to Bill O'Reilly and I would get so upset listening to him <laughs> every day. And I had no idea why we were listening to him. Because he just would say the most insane things. Um, and I was like 10 or something, listening to Bill O'Reilly. My mom wouldn't say anything about it unless I said something. I would be like, oh my God, he's saying he's being so dramatic right now. And she'd be like, Yeah, he's being dramatic. One day, finally, I couldn't take it anymore. It's like, can we please not listen to Bill O'Reilly while we're eating dinner? I can't, I, I can't handle it anymore. I don't like it. And she was like, Oh yeah, okay. I'm like, we could have done that this whole time because <laughs> like I've been tortured by Bill O'Reilly every day at dinner for what? Um, but Wait, yeah, so I, I guess.
0: Was your, yeah. was your mom a Bill O'Reilly fan or was she just doing it to like see what your reaction would be?
1: I think she was just doing it to see my reaction. That makes so, that's,
0: you do that like with people. You love to just like. Drop that same thing in, like drop little things in to see how people react. That makes so much sense. I can see that you do the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, and I don't think she was even doing it to be funny. I think she was just trying to see what would happen (laughs) because my brother was already, you know, like a Dem. Um, and, uh, and it's not like she had anybody to experiment on. So I was there and she would like play that stuff and then she wouldn't say anything about it. Um, but, but I would, unless I commented on it, then she would, then she would say something. Um, but yeah it's interesting yeah and then so when i was in high school i got involved in like um uh advocacy um for like lgbtq rights um for our gay marriage and stuff like that um i ended up being part of like the lgbtq club there and ended up being the president eventually and i think that's when i really first started getting into political advocacy because i went out and um obama just got elected when i was a senior in high school um and so I went out and I collected signatures um, and I think I collected like a ridiculous amount, like 300 or something um, uh, for this petition that we were going to mail to uh, Obama. So when he came in on his first day in office, he had this big stack, this big petition basically to um, legalize gay marriage. Um,
2: wow. And so, uh
1: yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, And I remember I met up with like college students around that time and they were like, wow, you have so many more signatures than we do. And I was like, really, (laughs) Like, you know, like, wow, that's cool. Um, So, yeah, it was um, it was it was cool. I I, I was involved in that way. Um, I always it's funny because I thought I was very left leaning when I was in high school and in college until I started participating in Twitch politics and then I realized I'm really not that left-leaning. I'm just like center left. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, it's all about perspective, I guess. But, yeah.
0: Oh, but, um, like, do you really think that... So, there's, like, there's left, and then there's, like, Twitch left, right? Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. Twitch left is, like, you know, isn't Twitch left, like, you know, Vosh, like, communist, anarchist, like, destroy? There are a lot like, of socialists.
1: World. A lot of socialists. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, right. So... Yeah, because I think I think I'm center left. If I do like political compass tests and things like that Um, myself, like I'm left with progressive issues, with economic issues, I seem to be the center. But I'm also a dummy. I don't know anything about politics. I'm trying to learn myself. So um, I'm kind of a dummy too. So yeah, (laughs) you've been doing it a lot longer though. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think you're a dummy. Well,
1: when it comes to social issues, I was always involved from a young age. But when it comes to like economic stuff. That's not something I really took an interest in learning about until recently. And even yeah. in college, I, I took like macro and micro economics. But I wasn't a I wasn't a, a politics person in college. I, I went to a very politically active college, but I um, I was a music major. Like <laughs> so while while we had protests and stuff and we and I interacted with a lot of the po- politics crowd and stuff and. Um, I, I wasn't a politics person. I didn't really pay attention to economic stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, true. So, even my mod is in chat saying, Star is very bad at economics truth.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, the I just, uh, I actually um, uh, wanted to ask you, so, I, and feel free not to answer this, but are you? so you said you're the president of the LGBT kind of cl- club, or not club, but like political group in the school. Is that right? Yeah
1: the uh, so, yeah LGBTq club or whatever it was I don't even remember what we called it <laughs> so are,
0: are you yeah. are you like an ally or are you like a member of that
1: uh, I identify as bisexual? like bisexual um you know I my first adult relationship was with a woman um so you know it's uh, you know I, I I care about that kind of stuff um cool. and I have a lot of friends who are yeah who are like that yeah so.
0: yeah i am um, the first person i interviewed on deep drinks was um my friend um colin who who actually was closeted for 45 years um i met wow. him i met him in ministry college so he never had a relationship never never did anything i met him in church ministry college training to be a pastor and um and yeah we and actually at the time that my faith was unraveling was the same time the same-sex marriage public side was coming through australia and we were voting on whether or not um uh gay people should have human rights um and be able to get married <laughs> and um that's a joke, but it's kind of true but um but uh and we would have coffee like every like every few days and he would talk about how distressing it was that he was part of a church that was like spouting all this hate um and how and and, and I was like unraveling my faith and that those conversations really I think cemented cemented the the kind of path I went on. Um, so I've had a lot of people. Uh, I've had some. I got a lot of like respect for people who have had to like struggle with religion, religious intolerance, and, um, and social intolerance when it comes to LGBT issues. And that's like you can see whenever I do this. This Deep Drinks podcast is a lot more chill than um, than my main channel. But my main channel, like I've argued with Muslims and other and Christians and stuff. And that's the one thing that like I get really triggered at. Um, one guy goes, "Are you?" one Muslim guy I was debating recently goes are you gay because you got so triggered I'm like no because I'm, I'm so sick of <laughs> I, I hate the, the the homophobia that's just like everywhere in society it really pisses me off um because I saw what it to my friend um I go so far as to say um because are you know I mentioned before my wife and I did IVF and we've got a our first baby on the way and I always make the joke that if they were straight I'd still love them um I'd love them anyway um anyway so um so what do you so you classify yourself probably as like center left now um is that like Mm -hmm. libertarianism or is that like
1: uh i'd say like liberal i'm sympathetic to libertarian values like individual liberty but i think liberal like liberalism seems to work really well so
0: okay um, so what I'll do is I've got, because I'm still learning about politics, I've just got a bunch of issues, right? And there's no wrong answers. And I'm going to like run them, run them by you. And you just tell me quickly what your position is on those things. And if you don't have one, that's totally cool. Um, healthcare. So healthcare, you can I think,
1: yeah. yeah, healthcare, I think that the American healthcare system is very bogged down, uh, due to a lot of different reasons. Um, but uh, I think uh, and actually, I did a, a whole group project working with like United Healthcare and a whole bunch of other people when I was um, back when I was uh, in school. Um, but uh, but basically we worked to like design a new way to make it more efficient. But I think mainly my, my takeaways is that I think there needs to be a universal option for people. Um, I think that uh, I, I think that. With a universal option, you'll get much more bargaining power as a group uh, and you'll be able to um, make healthcare more affordable for the average person. Um, I would like there to be a universal healthcare eventually in America. I think that would be really great. But I think right now, um, a, a, a universal option, uh, maybe like a Medicare buy in, uh, uh, would be um, beneficial to the country.
0: Cool um this is an area that um we might disagree with because of our upbringings because you were born in america but bearing arms guns
1: guns uh you know i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not really sure how i feel on it anymore um i personally like i see the problems with guns in america but also i am not somebody who's into trampling on other people's rights but i know that there are other countries european countries and other countries that have gun rights um that don't have the gun violence rates that we do so i i guess i would be interested in learning more about that
0: true um freedom of speech and this is something we'll get into later but yeah what do you what are your thoughts on freedom of speech quickly
1: i think i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty close to being in uh uh i'm pretty close to being a Freedom of expression absolutist um, with exceptions, right? Uh, like legal activity shouldn't be uh, allowed, and um, and inciting uh, violence, you know, on people probably shouldn't be allowed. But um, other than that, I'm pretty close to being a freedom of speech absolutist. So.
0: Okay, uh, so this one is a bit of an interesting one because you've actually had you've actually had discussions with Richard Spencer. Who's, uh, is he still a white separatist or a white nationalist? Um,
1: uh, he, was, he is. Yeah, I think he's an ethnat, but in a spiritual way. It's kind of hard to describe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so ethnostates, let's say, and just to clarify, so let's say there's a group of people who say, and it doesn't have to be white people, but let's say, like, we want an all, you know, white um, state or country, and we want the majority of people. Like, what do you think about that?
1: Uh, I mean, they can just move to like one of the European countries that's mostly white, right? Like there are plenty of them. Why why do you need to make a new one? There are plenty of them. If you want to go move to them, go move to them. But America is built on uh, immigration and diversity. And um, some of our greatest achievements have been because of the mixing of different cultures, um, uh, which is something you learn actually, surprisingly, within a uh, within a music career, you, you learn uh, very quickly the value of uh, diversity and how um, America's probably one of America's biggest exports is the music and the art and the entertainment industry that we have. And part of the reason why it's so successful is because of the innovations of black people, the innovations of um, mixed people and the mixing of cultures and making something completely new.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm with you right there, but let's say there was a group of people, um, like, uh, let's say native Americans who said, we want to have our own state where it's only native Americans. Would you see something ideolo- ideologically, would you ideologically oppose that? I mean, that's a hard one because obviously,
1: uh, we already have reservations. Um, so yeah. I think people, you know, we have reservations. I'm, But I would say I think I support more direct investment into minority communities uh, to help people um, uh, kind of like level the the playing field um, to help people um, uh, achieve and uh, make up for um, the ways that they've been wronged in the past. I think direct investment in communities is better than making a separate state.
0: Cool. Protected classes
1: classes um, so
0: um for like transgender individuals um uh, races things like that so uh you know how like um bill c16 in um in um Canada correct me if I'm wrong but it, they make, it makes it illegal to like um uh, misgender someone um in a way to in in a deliberate way to cause them like suffering and um and whatever. And the same thing with like, you can't have like a sign that says blacks cannot enter or whatever on a, on a store um, because of the protected class classes. Yeah. So what do you think about, what are your opinions on protected classes?
1: Um, I mean, I think, uh, I think, I, yeah, I think it's necessary. Right. I mean like protected classes, uh, I think, I think uh, the way to approach it is like uh, we shouldn't allow discrimination based on uh, immutable characteristics. Uh, and that applies to everybody regardless of whether they're a protected class or not. So.
0: True, true. Okay. So would you like, would you want to strip back, like if you had like a magic button and you could strip back protective classes, like from law, would you do that? Or are you not sure? Uh,
1: I don't, I, I guess I'm not sure. I guess I'm not quite sure where, uh, uh like what you mean by protected classes. I, I, I think like, I think right I could now. Be using neuro- technology. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, uh like like groups of people, you can't discriminate against like certain groups of people based on things like race, uh gender, yeah. um so sexual orientation, things like that, right? Aren't they mm-hmm. aren't there like laws that say that you can't do that?
1: Yeah, there are laws that say that you can't do that, and I think um yep, yeah, protected classes are basically immutable characteristics, so I have no problem with that.
0: Oh, okay, it's, cool. you
1: can't you can't help what you're born into, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um my thoughts exactly. Um and borders.
1: Borders. Um based on like uh like the econ stuff I've read, um having open borders would be uh you know economically beneficial. I don't think that's something we can do in America yet. Um uh but um, you know, I, I think um I think eventually one day, not not today, <laughs> but eventually one day maybe um uh, it would be a good thing to have a slightly more open, we know that immigration benefits benefits a local economy uh greatly, um, more than it takes from it. Uh so yeah, I guess that's my my thought on it.
0: Okay, oh, yeah, cool. Uh so the person who um described you as a progressive, but a progressive that's always on the edge of being canceled is in the chat. And they said they asked a question, and I think it's a joke. Walls, do they work?
1: Walls, do they work? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, um, I don't know if they do. I think we we see that they don't really. So <laughs> uh,
0: good. Point. I think that's just a meme. Um, cool. So let's jump into the meat of this, like freedom of speech. So let's have a discussion on freedom of speech. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this issue. Um, and I want you to, I want to, let's have a conversation about it because I'd like to to hear your side of the, your side of it and then like talk about the pros and cons. So what do you, what's your like larger perspective of freedom of speech? So you said before that you don't like the idea um, of limiting people's speech, but you also, um, also think that we, we shouldn't be promoting like illegal activities and things like that. Um, can you explain a little bit more about what you mean there?
1: Yeah, I think people, I, I would rather, oh, it's so hard to, I guess, I think people um, should have the right to say and express themselves in the way that they want to. Um, I'm a big believer in freedom of speech. And uh, I guess the only thing is that I would say like, you know, there, there are reasons why um, we have laws against inciting violence, right? Uh, so if somebody is going around and saying, um, we need to take action, these people are, you know, destroying our society. They're raping our children, or whatever, and they're demonizing a group of people. That's probably pretty harmful rhetoric. Uh, <laughs> we should probably um, do something, right? Uh, like, if they're saying we need to do something about this, that's like a direct call. I feel like to violence or something, right? So, yeah.
0: so do you think it should be like banned from like a governmental level, like a not just like discouraged but like it should be like prison time for like the uh the january 6th stuff's a good example right do you think that the people who were like do you think that speech should have been banned uh
1: i think i think hmm uh so i think trump put a lot of people in danger with his words um uh like if we want to even just talk about election officials um, he uh, put a lot of election officials who volunteer their time uh, to um, help uh, the uh, wheels of democracy turn, uh, as they say, um, election officials um, who have, don't have the reach that he does, right? And he was naming people by name, saying that people were involved in, in uh, election fraud um, with no evidence. And this is the president of the United States saying this about individual citizens. That should be um, that should be completely unacceptable, in my opinion. So,
0: Yeah. But like, I guess the, I guess the, it's a hard, it's like a bit of a tap dance of like, it's like a, it's, it's a hard line to draw of like, where should things become illegal? Right. So like a great example is like, um, you know, like, is it okay for me to just like screaming out like links to like child pornography in the street or whatever, or like something that's like, that's like encouraging
1: illegal activity. Right. And so I would say no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That should be like illegal. Right. Like the, the, there should be like, people who like oh i should be arrested right but then (laughs) (laughs) um but then it's like but then uh, like then it's like also like the misinformation i think the, the problem is it's like so and i'm just trying to collect my thoughts here but with me and i don't know why i use that example but me screaming out links to child pornography in the streets that's a fucking weird example but that um has some harm in that you know you're perpetuating child pornography um let's say i didn't put the links there myself let's say i just knew about them and i was just telling everyone about them that's not a good idea because it's it's directing people to this thing that's like uh you know evil disgusting objectively wrong um and that causes harm but i would say that there are other examples of of speech that we consider um acceptable but i would say causes more harm than me screaming links to child pornography oh, this is such a so somebody example.
1: in chat makes a good point about that so so yelling the links isn't going to be illegal because you're just stating a fact but telling mm-hmm. people to go to those links would be illegal
0: okay do you yeah. think that like if i wasn't telling people if i was just like let's say i was, like instead of instead of being in the street let's say i was like joe rogan or whatever and i was like well there's this link and oh, there's some and I'm child porn on that link and let's say the governments couldn't take this link down for whatever reason and i was just like oh if you want to go to this link i mean i wouldn't recommend it but it's there like do you think that should be banned uh, <laughs> i'm sorry to use such a fucked example too like and i know
1: if, i i i think uh well, I, why why would he be uh, I, I guess I there's would so ask many them, why are you per, why are you spreading this like why why would you Is spread it... the harm of of children I guess you know yeah. um, it's I mean hard. yeah there's a million
0: questions but like should that he should like the, a SWAT team like burst through the windows of a Joe Rogan Experience live and like you know be like freeze stop doing that like what I don't know what, about a SWAT
1: know. team but I think we <laughs> can. I I don't know about a SWAT team, but I think um, I think definitely take him off the air after that. Right. Like uh, at least take him off the air for that. That would be. In a way, he is hinting it at his audience. So um, Mm. even if he's explicitly saying no, we know he's hinting at it. He knows what what the result is going to be. Um, Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, if somebody were doing that, I'd be like, take them off the air. That is just, yeah. uh, Unacceptable.
0: To, to bring to bring it to a more of a real example than Joe Rogan um, screaming out links of child porn, um, to bring to a real example, um, in 1998, like Andrew Wakefield uh, produced this like fraudulent like report on vaccines with the MMR vaccine mm-hmm. and hinted at a link between the MMR vaccine and autism. Um, and that one paper, that one 1998 Lancet paper that was later retracted a year later and 11, uh, 10 of the... Uh, 12 co-authors retracted the supposition the 11th couldn't be reached for comment um retracted their involvement in it because of that one paper you see this huge spread of like of vaccine hesitancy amongst mothers who are f- afraid their children are going to get autism mm. that has objectively resulted in the deaths of many children
2: yeah. many children
0: um and like the suffering and pain of so many people, and like as you know, the science organizations they did what they could. They they took they retracted the paper when they discovered that he used fraudulent research methodologies. Um, there was like follow up research. There was, um, you know, there was there was within the establishment. There was so much that was done to try and um, to try and like fix the damage that had been done. But but it, it like it's still, as you can see, like vaccine hesitancy is still a really huge thing. Um, so it's like that that was like an area where like the like the freedom, the freedom of speech has caused like direct harm um, to society, I would argue um, But whether or not we should ban that is the arguments like the arguments for banning that kind of speech is would end up in like this utility like it's a slippery slope where like eventually how do you know like how do you trust what's true like who determines yeah. what's true it's not true so
1: yeah apparently the the um the hesitancy had already existed before that but he definitely fanned the flames with that that research uh i don't know yeah. what the solution is there on it to be honest with you i think the lancet retracting it i think scientific organizations um saying that like that um that research was fraudulent and it doesn't meet the standards of of scientific uh you know um publications uh i think that's that is good i don't know what we can do to mitigate the harm of that um
2: Mm.
1: yeah i wonder if there's like an avenue that a scientific publication could maybe go uh to um you know sue people who submit fraudulent stuff but uh i don't know what the I don't know what the, uh, solution is there to be quite honest with you. So,
0: yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same. I, I also worry, um, and this kind of brings us into our our next section, but when you, when you kind of, when you kind of give the scientific establishment, like if they started suing people, you can just see the conspiracy theorists, like brains exploding. Um, and if there's one, you know, I can't stand the conspiracy theorist mentality because I was once like a 9/11 truther, I was once a creationist, and I can see how their thinking works, and I can see like it's 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 really bothersome, um, bothersome to me. But um, but you can see the direct harm. But the problem is, if you push back against that harm, you're almost cre- you're almost perpetuating the problem
1: yeah, I mean, some uh, again, uh, you know, there's something to be learned at least from this, right? Um, and uh, somebody said to counter the autism study without u s. importing Nazi scientists to push us to win the space race, we never would have developed many life-saving technologies and won the Cold War. Uh, I guess that's that's interesting as well. but um
0: wait, what was that? Can you say that again?
1: Yeah, somebody said, to counter the autism study, without the US importing Nazi scientists to push us to win the space race, we never would have developed many life-saving technologies and won the Cold War. Uh,
0: so is that like, is is it like an ends justify the means argument?
1: I'm not really sure uh, I understand the argument, um, uh, sorry, I, I should have maybe understood the argument before i read it (laughs) (laughs) maybe um, they're
0: not even making an argument maybe they're just saying stuff Um, yeah
1: maybe they are yeah um but i I don't i don't really know i think you know scientific standards were at least uh um uh, made more strict after that at least that is a good thing that came out of the uh out of that study right even if all this bad stuff came out it, it was already like a sentiment that existed and um at least now they are very strict with their standards so um
0: yeah 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 so there's some good that come out of it um for sure so um like so how, how do you feel then like moving into that like how do you say okay let me have a bit of preamble and get my thoughts together so i i've noticed that um i i sometimes worry because i'm like i said i'm quite progressively left I sometimes worry that with the backlash that the left gives to people who are maybe on the fence with things like trans issues, um, mm. borders, um, you know, you get you get like a teenager who truly doesn't know what they think. And they watch like Steven Crowder or someone talk about like what is a woman or Ben Shapiro or whatever. And they have some legitimate questions and they like talk to a lefty online or someone online and the lefty has to assume that they're coming with like malice intent, and then like yells at them or whatever, or deplatforms them or does whatever, and then they get pushed right into the arms of like the alt right. And the on the alt right are there with like open arms, saying, "Come here! We told you the lefties are crazy." Um, and I worry that deplatforming is also is is also something that that does that. What are your thoughts on deplatforming?
1: I think it can. Um... So deplatforming generally is something that's done to people who are already like established in their beliefs and stuff. But yeah, there are moderate conservatives that get pushed out of spaces because people uh, get hyper vigilant about basically canceling anybody who has an opposing view. And I don't think that's very healthy when we know that like 90 percent of the global population is transphobic, racist, bigoted in some way. Right. That's like we live we live in a minority. Like the the uh, you know the progressive society is something that's a minority in the world. So I, I don't think it's reflective of the world for us to be um, automatically pushing out anybody who doesn't have the most progressive beliefs. I think we need to make space for people who don't have the most progressive beliefs and uh, and allow them to exist in these spaces and engage with them.
0: So. Okay, you said something. Okay, that's that's interesting. But you said something there that. I want to, t- you to touch on what do you mean by 99% of the world or whatever is not maybe not
1: some- 99% of the world oh, but like what you, I would say sorry. I would say 80 to 90% of the world see you know most of the world most of the average person in the world is bigoted in some way whether that's like sexism racism anti Semitism uh transphobia um like we live in progressive societies you and I but um but globally, I think if you talk to the average person, yeah, like they don't know anything about trans issues. They don't know anything mm. about even sexism or racism, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, so I think we need to make space for moderates, right? Mm. Uh, it, like at least moderates, because even people who are aren't moderates, I just think um, I just think it's not reflective of the world that we live in. And if you want to change minds, the way to do it is not push people out uh it's to engage in conversation with them
0: i agree oh yeah okay i agree with you there i think um i think i'm I'm maybe misunderstood before like i would say that um like i'm i'm a feminist in the definition of the word i'm a um i'm an lgbt ally like love my trans people love my you know gays lesbians like it's all good like i'm not racist like i i I love everyone, right? I'm trying to be, I try to be as progressive as possible. And if I have like niggling feelings that that, that or, or stereotypes, I try and push hard against that. But I hope that my kids or my grandkids watch these videos and see something in me that they're like, holy shit, that dude was fucked up or whatever. Like I hope society continues to get better, continues to get like more progressive, more um, uh. Uh, more um, fair for every group of people, more fair for everyone. um So that's kind of where I I kind of sit with with that stuff. Like I try to be the best person I can be, but I also acknowledge that I hope that I hope that I'm seen as immoral in the future. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> like
0: yeah. I hope that I hope that people look at me and go like, oh yeah, like he was good for his time. Like it's like you know how do you like Seinfeld? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're a good like person. Seinfeld. Then, yeah, Seinfeld, great, right? Great show, and it was it was awesome for the time. But there are like so many people who say like, oh, it's misogynistic or it's um, um and it is a little bit like misogynistic or uh, yeah, you know, and uh, and stuff. But it's like it was good for the time. Like they have that joke. It's like, oh, you know, is that person gay? And it's like, and they go, oh, not no, there's anything wrong with that. And like they they kind of um, yeah. and today that wouldn't be cool, kind of. But back then, great. So I hope people look at me well, in the future and go like, well, that guy was a, you know. yeah,
1: a little bit, you know, Oh, that, that's a little bit dated, you know, but yeah, I, yeah. yeah, when I say like people, majority of the world is like is bigoted in some sense. Like I don't think people um go out with hate in their hearts or, or are necessarily, necessarily hateful, but I think the average person in the world, like, you know, uh, it, like might see like, uh, something that they're not used to and be like, Oh my God, you, I don't want to see that again. You know, like that's not that. I think the average person, you know, in the world just doesn't think that hard about it. And I think we need to make space for, for moderates and for people who are like that, who just don't think about things like that Uh, because uh, you know, they're, they're, they're there, you know, they're, yeah. they, uh, you know, they exist. Uh, it's, it's the majority of the world is, it seems to me to be that way and just seems silly for us to put ourselves in a bubble. So.
0: Do, do you think, um, just to like do a random aside on the, ew, what is that? Do you, do you, have you noticed like, well, you probably have like, um, when i hang around like when i'm hanging around with my mates or whatever like at least not now but like you know five ten years ago like irl whatever if there are like two dudes kissing on tv they're like oh they don't like it like when they see two men kissing two two women totally fine everyone's okay with two women like no one's got an issue with two women but two men like people like uh, a lot of my mates don't like it um i have a theory about this i want to know what your theory is and um, if you agree with this, I think the reason that people don't like it is because it actually causes sexual arousal, but it's, it's the disconnect between the sexual arousal of what they're seeing, because it's a sexual act that they're seeing, um, and, uh, and who they're, they're, um, usually attracted to. Does that make sense? So it's like the disconnect between a sexually arousing thing that you're watching and someone you're not attracted to.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting. I don't really think about it that deeply, but you might have something there. You might be onto something.
0: So. Uh, I think about a lot of things very deeply. Um, um. So. Okay. Um. What was I up to? Yeah. So, do you think we should we should deplatform like hateful speech? Uh, um. That's
1: hard. Um. I mean it depends on what type of hateful speech, right? Like I think platforms are private companies, right? So if Twitter wants to protect their brand and I think they have the right to do that, uh, same with Facebook or YouTube, they, they should have the right to protect their brand. Um, but, uh, you know, hateful stuff exists. Um, I think there should be someplace online where I guess people go wild or whatever. Um, just for, just, just because I think it's necessary for there to be some sort of space online that is, um, you know, free speech place. Uh, but I think, yeah, if you're a private company running a a platform, I don't see a problem with you, like moderating things to reflect your brand. Um, it just kind of sucks in my opinion, (laughs) you know, so, um, yeah, just, just sucks. So, um, it depends also like is the hate speech like inciting violence right you know that's that's a huge thing so if it's mm. inciting violence then yeah i i would say we don't really need that um uh, but if it's just somebody saying that they dislike something or they don't see the reason why people need this thing uh maybe not deplatforming them we should have the ability to express political beliefs that are different so
0: yeah and from a more pragmatic um perspective i saw, saw that you had a um you were in a conversation with a bunch of people who were um like step spouting some like really racist like disgusting stuff um and you decided to just flip the script and just start trolling them and you came up with that like really fucked up hypothetical um why did you do that uh maybe you uh, you probably don't know what i'm talking about um the the it's, I'll put a link in the description for anyone who wants to watch it, but it's the video that you uploaded that said this needs to be uploaded. Now it's like amazing. Um, what was it called?
1: Was it the one where I, I uh, asked somebody whether they'd bang their mom or their dad or maybe uh, it wasn't yeah. that it was like it was this human, centipede. human centipede.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Human yeah. centipede. Yeah. Amazing.
1: I, mean, I If they're going to say nasty things to me, if they're going to say outrageous things to me. I feel like I have the right to say outrageous things to them too. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah I just feel so, like you know what? If they're gonna be that ridiculous, I should be able to be as ridiculous as I need to. And if they're gonna make disgusting jokes about me and say disgusting things about me, then I should be able to say things about them too. So I've really really uh upped my bullying um when I go onto those onto those panels. so uh.
0: yeah, so instead of like engaging in like an honest discourse, you just like it seems like there's a thing that's switched in your brain and you're like, no, I'm just gonna like start fucking with them a little bit
1: yeah yeah pretty much yeah yeah Yeah. that's pretty much what happened (laughs) they got very upset that guy got very upset he was already on a racist rant then that really set him off so yeah
0: so what was the can you give us the hypothetical that you you gave everyone i said
1: Um, uh you're in a human centipede um uh uh, with your mom and your dad you have no choice you are in the middle of, of of it um but who would you choose to be in front of you, and who would you choose to be behind you? Because you can choose whether your mom's in front or your dad's in front, and whether you know who's in, who's behind you. You know, so who do you choose? Uh, and so that, that's the question. So
0: <laughs> great, <laughs> such a good question. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, true. Uh, I had this conversation once with a um, with a with like I was on Omegle doing thing, this thing called street epistemology. Do you know what street epistemology is?
1: Uh, yeah, I've heard of that channel,
0: uh, uh, or at least the channels that do that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So um, I was on there and I was having conversations with people and I had a conversation with um, this person who was telling me, like, the Bible is written about white people for white people, like the Jews control everything, like just like the most and – and, and part of street epistemology is you just ask questions. You don't ever push back. You just go, okay, like interesting. Um, and I did a whole video like that. But eventually he got like real angry and he started like, Showing up on my YouTube um space all the time and like challenging me to, to debates, and I said yes like nine times, um, and eventually he finally figured out how to use like to jump on Discord and like debate me, and um the whole time I was just trolling him like he rage quit after thirteen minutes as I as I just kept laughing at him and like like yeah. questioning him and stuff and it was the best time like I it really brightened my day like I I still look back at that with fond memories as he's screaming that I'm a fat. Um, homophobic slur and uh and i'm just like it just brings joy to my heart and then i pissed him off so much that he rage quit
2: yeah
1: i agree and then they call uh they call like people like us emotional and they have outbursts like that it's like i know who's the one who's emotional here you're you're acting like a woman honestly well i mean by (laughs) your standards you know right
0: yeah yeah he goes uh he said to me he goes you're not even a natural man. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, he was so What, what does that even goes,
1: mean? you're not a natural yeah.
0: man. And he, he goes, um, well, there's something else he said. It was, he was just like, he was like unhinged. At one point, he like, he started asking me my age and I was like, why is he asking me my age? Like, this guy has a bitch you channel. I didn't know if he was going to like, try and dox me or whatever. Not that like, my name's there, but... Um, and I was like, I gave him my name and then he's like, well, you should listen to me because I'm older than you. So I know more about life than you. And I just like lost my shit and like just laughing, just like, and he got so triggered and he was screaming. It was the best, yeah. best time, best time. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, um, so, um, when you were interviewing, so i got a couple last questions and we'll wrap up because I know you've got a show at 8.15. So I'll we'll go through the Q and A. If anyone has any, um, uh any um questions make sure you leave them in the description and if your um your chat has any um questions they can ask you and you can read them out as well um but i have a just as we wrap things things up i wanted to talk to you about tribalism a little bit uh i noticed that when you're talking to richard spencer i watched that interview in preparation for this stream and i noticed that he seems and i I noticed it amongst all sort of white nationalists like richard spencer nick fuentes they seem to like make prescriptions based on like groupings of people like arbitrary groupings of people so like um you know white people are like x and like to do x and should do x or y or z and um you know and brown people are like xyz and like they seem to like it's like their brain doesn't have the ability to like see people as individuals they see like groups like tribes right um and I'm, I'm wondering, like, I want to ask these people and maybe you've asked them, like, why, why can't we do the same thing for people who have mustaches or, you know, group all the mustache people together or group people who are into motorsports or group girls who love Harry Potter or group pickup artists? Like, if I, if I think of a pickup artist, I can more, if I think of, like, like a pickup artist, I can more see them in my head. Like, I know how they dress. I know how they probably talk. I know what haircut they have more than the like reason, any race of people.
1: Yeah. So the reason why they they do that is because they there's like the they fundamentally believe in race realism. Right. Uh, mm. And so race realism is like this uh, idea that um, that certain races have certain biological traits. Um, and so that's why they would say that that's why they believe that these races are so different. Um, And that's why they think that there are certain prescriptions for these races. I would say Spencer's a little bit different from Fuentes in that though, that he thinks that um, he thinks that just different races of people um, just don't work well together. And he thinks that they should all have their own separate places um, and which makes, uh, you know, which kind of makes him, he's very good at being, Spencer is very good at being sympathetic towards um, minorities who have been uh, marginalized by, by like the uh, the majority. Um, He's really, really good at that. You can see his debate from like four years ago where he's talking about the native Americans on, on the reservation and how bad he feels for them. And that he hopes that as a people, they, you know, they become strong again and they, uh, find, um, you know, their spirit again. And, and he, uh, and he's good at talking to people like that and talking on those issues and making that idea of racial separatism be really, um, appealing to people. Right. And so, um, so I would say he's different in that sense. Um, but yeah, I, I think fundamentally they all believe in race realism and that's why they think that there are certain prescriptions for certain people. And that's why they think that it's better off to have, um, Fuentes is more, he wants a a white majority uh, uh, America to be a white majority country. Um, uh, I think Spencer these days, I don't really know what he wants. I think he just wants separate places for separate people. Um, So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not really a fan or I don't, I don't believe in race realism. I, I, you know, I I think it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's like, obviously you're, Your the person you are today is is informed by like genetics and stuff like that. But like when it comes to IQ, um, if you have an average IQ, your 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 quality of life is not going to be that different from somebody who has an above average IQ. The only time your quality of life is going to be noticeably different from somebody based on your IQ is if you are like developmentally disabled right? Mm. Like uh, at a certain point, sure, you know, IQ can mean more success in certain areas in your life um, and, and better outcomes and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, are you still able to be, uh, are you still able to take care of yourself is is the main mm. question, right? And it, as long as you're able to do that, then yeah.
0: So w- what do you say? Like, I just don't, I, I get I, I get what you're saying, but like, if you said to these like groups of people, like if you're having a conversation with Nick or Richard or whatever, like why, why not group people into these other character characteristics of things they choose and create like, they would a probably space? say,
1: yeah. So, so the, they they would say that the, the relationship, the genetic relationship, the bio, they think that the biology that links people via race is more um, important than, uh, than any biology that links people through like mustaches, the the proclivity to grow a mustache. So uh,
0: yeah. yeah okay but it's yeah and when they say when you say important I imagine that have that have some like super spiritual like reason. They wouldn't have like a reason that's like grounded in like a prescriptive reality, a prescription, right?
1: Well I, mean, I think a lot of them base their ideas of race realism off of the Charles Murray book um the I think the bell curve um so they base it off of that um a lot of them uh but I think yeah they just um I think for Spencer he would probably view um the importance of like your biology and your ethnic background from a more spiritual lens maybe so
0: Aunt Jo said um IQ isn't a reliable metric for gauging intelligence. The tests are also racist and classist.
1: There are some, uh, yeah, there are, there are, there is some evidence that it is classist. Um, and there is some evidence that like, for example, in the state of California, that, um, that there may be some race based element of it that makes certain people perform worse on it. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't think that's completely untrue. Um, I think, I think that, uh, uh, when they did like the they did some sort of dot grid test in the state of California and then found that like black people and white people performed um, about equally on it. Um, so uh, yeah.
0: even still, like what I just don't get the and maybe I'm just ranting a little bit. I just don't get the prescription. Like why why like we don't we don't just like what is this like fucking. 2000 BC like we don't just like like even if we have like mentally retarded people like people who have severe disabilities we don't just ostracize them from the community and send them off into the wild and go fend for yourself like we we just go okay like this is how we, we live with like it's 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 even if even if it was true even if like let's say white people were like 50 points IQ like lower in IQ than like um, black people or any other group of people like I still think whites should be able to live amongst everyone else. Like I don't.
1: Yeah. You know, well, it's not even that, that big of a difference. I believe that. No, it's not. About. It's like, yeah, it's, like, it's it like, it like 10 five or... or yeah, yeah five not... to 10 or something. And it's like, again, as long as you're average, you have the an average IQ, your quality of life is going to be the same as somebody who mm. has a few more IQ points than you. It doesn't really yeah. matter like that. You know, IQ is good at, at predicting, you know, uh, uh, outcomes in your life, like you know how much money you make and your at level of education. But at the end of the day, if you're an a- if you're an average IQ individual, and then there's somebody else who has like uh, you know a few points higher than you, does it really matter? You guys are living the same life. You guys are in the grand scheme of things living the same life. So. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I d- I just never really got that. It just it feels like I love what Destiny says where he says like. It just feels like people. I've, I've heard him say this in like, I think it was the John debate, like years ago. Where he just, it's like this person looks different to me, and I don't really like that. So, and then that's where like it starts from. That's that's like a. Essentially- I mean, we can do it
1: with poor people. Poor people, on average, have lower IQs, right? Does that mean we all yeah. of a sudden kick out all poor people? Like, uh, like I, I don't know. Like there are so many ways. Like you could take IQ, sure, and and you know what let's just take all the round up all the poor people and put them on an island like (laughs) i don't know like (laughs) these are things that are you know like
0: go back to your own own island to work
1: yeah yeah
0: let's start swimming over and bringing the shopping carts back Mm
1: -hmm. it's like
0: get back to your own. it's so stupid um okay cool 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 um and so why did you have a conversation i mean you probably answered this a million times but why did you have a conversation with richard spencer um
1: I was just curious about him and, uh, and I wanted to see what his beliefs were and what he was up to basically. Right. I think he's an interesting character because he had the entirety of the dissident, right. Turn on him. Um, uh, you know, he was like, he was like Fuentes before Fuentes and then the entirety of the dissident, right. Like absolutely turned on him. Fuentes hates him. All of America first hates him. Majority of the dissident, right. Hates him. Um, uh, you know, a lot of them think he's a fed for some reason. Um, and, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's. It, I just think he's an interesting guy. It's interesting to see somebody who is like a superstar in that in that space um, and then get completely ostracized by everybody and see what they're up to and, and how mm-hmm. they're dealing with with that type of ostracization. Have their views changed um, and uh, and and what is he up to now? Right. And yeah, so.
0: Did, did you, um, have any like worries that you're maybe platforming bad ideas? Or did you think that you could have like a, or, or, or if he started like spouting like racist stuff, would you like push back hard against it? Or how do you deal with that? Like, cause cause for me, I worry sometimes like if I was to have like the world's best, um, Holocaust denier on, like that would be immoral in my opinion to, to, to do that, um, unless I had adequate ways to push back against like their ideas. Because, like, otherwise I'm just, like, providing a platform for them to just spew whatever they want to spew. How did you get around that? Or do you have the same thoughts or concerns?
1: Um, I don't really because Spencer has a much larger audience than I do. If anybody's platforming anybody, it's him platforming me. Um, And, uh, you know, um, at the end of the day, like, I I think with people like Spencer, he's a very polite guy. Um, and, And if you come in combative with him immediately you're just going to look bad he's he's a good speaker you know you just uh you know you kind of engage with him like a normal human being and um and uh, you know if you're if you're too much of a jerk to him right off the bat he'll just walk away from the interview you know like and then yeah. I won't get anything out of it so um so yeah i mean i i will ask him probing questions right i'll ask him like what do you mean by this what do you mean by that you said this in the past, you still believe that. Um, uh, and I think those are questions that, that stand to be uncomfortable enough that, um, you know, I don't know that there's much pushing back that needs to be done there when I'm just asking him, do you believe in this, you know, thing Mm. that it's very dated and nobody else believes in. Right. So, Mm.
0: um, yeah. So, there's um the big meme at the moment on in the um community i'm sure you know is destiny and mr girl and nick fuentes so destiny the streamer political streamer went out for lunch with nick fuentes um everyone's lost their mind about it um nick fuentes is the uh i guess you could call him nazi people call him a nazi i don't know if you if i'd call him like people would say he's probably a nazi right um so adjacent um, yeah yeah so what do you, well, first of all, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I don't think we should be afraid of talking to people like Fuentes and Lauren Southern and Spencer and all these people. Um, uh, I think I, I think we're just giving it too much power, in my opinion. Like I I I don't want other women to look at like me turning away from uh, an an interaction from somebody like that and viewing me as scared of it. um, Because I don't think we need to be scared of it. We live, again, we live in a world where a lot of people hold those beliefs um, Mm -hmm. uh, outside of our progressive society. And uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to just run away from them? Like we, no, we just have to deal with it. We have to deal with it and address it head on. So
0: i've got a i've got a last couple of questions and if anyone's got um any questions um others will wrap up so you can get to your show but um i i ask these questions to um to everyone so you don't believe in a god right i or don't do you okay um what if anything would change your mind uh
1: i mean like concrete evidence that's been like tested or something like that like uh like scientific testing maybe that there's a god (laughs) or there's like a high indicator that there might be a god or something like that so yeah
0: okay um what is the most plausibly true religion that you don't believe in so you used to be an ex-muslim but but maybe that you won't choose that so what is the most plausibly true religion that you don't believe in
1: I don't know that I've studied enough religions to really know the answer to that question. Um, I think like, like whether there's a God or not, honestly is irrelevant to me. Even if there was a God, would it really matter to me? You know, like, is it really Mm -hmm. affecting my life right now? So Mm -hmm. I I don't know enough about religions to say which one is the most true. Um, I think there are, uh, little bits of wisdom in all of these religions, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure about you know, yeah, which one's the most true, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. But well, you should bring me on one time and I'll just like, I'll just like dump like you know, 10 holy texts worth of information on you. I'll be like, okay, the Dhamma blah, 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 blah. the Bhagavad Gita says XYZ, yeah. like that's yeah. my that's what I do. I just what's your opinion? It. Oh, damn, um most plausibly true religion i don't believe in it's hard because like i don't it's it's a this is such a great question stardust thank you for asking um brilliant genius whoever thought of that you
1: came up with it i thought you might (laughs) have an answer to it no
0: um i i I don't know i think um i definitely like resonate with um when i read the the bhagavad gita um i was it's a hindu text i I read that and i there were some parts in that that I found it interesting. And I like the idea that some people say that, um, that like the story of like Arjuna and Krishna behind a big battle is just symbolic for like what's happening in someone's brain. So if I could believe in a type of like Hinduism, um, slash Eastern religion that doesn't believe in the actual gods and things like that, but believed in like, um, uh, as these things as expressions of like emotional feelings verse yeah. and, um, um and uh and like um how our brains work and our psychology then I could maybe get on board with that but if you're gonna push me and like really like drive home like what religion is most likely true I'd say probably Buddhism um just because Buddhism doesn't have necessarily a God uh, and they believe just in like karma and, and reincarnation um and that just I guess is the most fun to me I guess that's the only way yeah. I can kind
1: yeah, I mean, they, you know, the the existence of gods is irrelevant in in Buddhism too, right? Like, like the Basically, in Buddhism, like there could be gods, there maybe even are gods because, it, like, it is branched off of Hinduism. But, um, but like one of the stories is that, like, um, uh, like one of these people who reached enlightenment uh, was so enlightened that all these gods were shooting arrows at him, and they didn't go to him. Um, and oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah yeah and so um i don't remember the exact story but basically they're saying like the gods are irrelevant whether there's a god or not it's irrelevant and i kind of agree with that sentiment so yeah Mm.
0: so what do you think happens um when we die i'm giving you like grade two level philosophy of religion questions what happens when we die
1: (sighs) when we die um so scary uh I don't know. I don't think anything happens. I think we go to sleep for the last time.
0: Yeah, that's the same. I I believe that um, we go to the same place that a flame goes when you blow out a candle. Um, uh, And um, the last um, question um, is if you could choose an afterlife, they're all religious based. Sorry, Uh, if you could choose an afterlife and it would be instantly and it would instantly become true, which afterlife would you choose? So that includes like, and it has to be from like an actual religion. So like reincarnation, Islam's heaven, Christianity's heaven. Um, what sounds the most fun?
1: I think reincarnation sounds, sounds good, but I don't like the idea of reincarnation based on like karma. I think it should just be random, like reincarnation. That's okay. completely random. And, um, and, and, you know, the beauty of life is living it, right? And mm. so reincarnation sounds based because you're just experiencing life from the beginning again, right? Mm. So
0: yeah. Yeah, true, true. Based, yeah. Oh, thank you uh so much, everyone. If you like what Stardust has had to say and you want to hear her in some spicy debates, um, which she's fantastic in, make sure you go check out you. um, her YouTube channel, youtube.com. Is it slash stardust?
1: YouTube.com slash Stardust streams and then twitch.tv slash Stardust. I'll also link your, your um, links in my chat as well. Um, And also I wanted to clarify, somebody sent a super chat to clarify that thing about the, uh, the Nazi scientists. Um, They said the argument is more that personal views and speech that drove choices and actions can have an unknown effect. Trying to predict the outcomes of someone's speech can do more damage than good. So I guess that makes sense that, you know, that predicting the outcomes of somebody's speech may not, um, we don't really know. Yeah. So.
0: You don't really? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, Cool. Well, yeah. Everyone, go check out your channel Stardust. And um, for your, for for all the people who are watching your stream, who didn't, who don't, didn't, didn't um, pick the start, you can check out Deep Drinks on all the pod- podcasting apps. And this episode will be out later today or tomorrow. Um, and also, if you do want to go to YouTube.com/deepdrinks slash and subscribe, when we get to a thousand subscribers, we'll be doing a charity stream. And coming up, I have a conversation with a Christian philosopher um, called. Um, michael jones it'll be our second conversation and we'll be talking about the problem of Ooh. evil um i told him that i just wanted to get onto a um a stream and just scream at him about children having cancer for the whole you know 90 minutes um and he still still seemed keen to come but he knew i was joking we're gonna have a good conversation about the problem of evil um and he's chosen one of my favorite whiskies um to drink scotch so it's gonna be a messy one it might even go longer than 90 minutes i'll see if we can get him uh for a longer time but looking really looking forward to this one uh, and if you want to see the first episode, we did do an episode uh, at the very start um, where he gave his evidence for God. Uh, he runs a channel called Inspiring Philosophy. But anyway, I'm getting wow. distracted. Thank you so, so much, Stardust, for coming yeah. on. Um, thank you for great having me. You. Yeah, I'd love to come to your channel one time yeah. and hang out on the uh, Chaos Cast or whatever. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. But yeah um yeah. so much. I'll,
1: I'll hit you up um, about uh, one of the shows in the future. Maybe we can have you on. So. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Oh,
0: thank you. You too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'll just end out with this. Bye.